Hey friends, today we close out Proverbs chapter 28 with verses 23 through 28, which says, Whoever rebukes a man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with his tongue. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says that is no transgression is a companion to a man who destroys. A greedy man stirs up strife. But the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Whoever gives to the poor will not want. But he who hides his eyes will get many a curse. When the wicked rise, people hide themselves. But when they perish, the righteous increase. In our last session, we considered a faithful man versus a man who hastens after riches. And we looked at how a man who worships money actually is an unfaithful man. And today Solomon floods us with a blitz of reasons why we should not be that wicked, stinging, unfaithful man who is only out for himself. And these passages seem to me to serve as a kind of review for the whole chapter in some ways. I don't know if Solomon wrote all these in one setting or if the scribes organized the Proverbs in this fashion, but hey, it works well. So in today's verses, as Solomon talks about the wicked uh, rising to leadership roles and, and being greedy, having apathy toward the poor, not honoring their parents, uh, trusting in their own hearts over God, and even as he gives us the positive to the negative, telling us about the benefits of trusting the Lord, something else stands out very strong. It's in the first verse of the passage. Verse 23 says, Whoever rebukes a man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with his tongue. You know, we live in an age where it's politically correct to give a false definition of the term tolerant. To be tolerant does not mean to be a faint-hearted paper tiger and, and hide truth in a sock in your bottom drawer or sweep it under the rug when company comes as though truth is dirt. Look, all this wickedness that Solomon speaks of, it needs to be addressed and as early as possible before hearts become hardened. But it has to be addressed in love. And I think as believers, it is imperative that we do this correctly to our brothers and our sisters in Christ. In my life, I've seen three ways that believers respond to wickedness within the church. One is by not reaching out in love and not serving the one who is going astray with humility. Instead, keeping our mouth shut and, and doing nothing. And sometimes, while the whole church is being led in a way that is unscriptural, and believers do not stand up for the gospel or good theology, and we just let the church fall into the lap of Satan himself. You know, if there's a, a small fire in your house, maybe in a little trash can, and you notice it, you can usually put it out pretty quickly. But hey, you don't ignore it, do you? Uh, and what if it's a big fire? 
Well, you do your best, but you also call the fire department or friends to help you with this. Look, we are to leave no brother or sister behind. We are our brother's keeper. We're accountable to one another in Christ. I've seen a number of churches with this kind of apathy where they they do nothing and let the fire just burn on. Another way we respond to a pattern of sin in a believer is uh, to start out right away by rebuking him publicly. And not with humility, but with like prideful, super Christian, I'm better than thou attitude. Really? Is that Christian in any way, shape, or form? We probably all know someone who's left a church because someone else has rebuked them in an unloving, prideful way. This could be the arrogant man in verse 26 who trusts in his own mind. And Solomon says he is a fool. It may even be the wicked man in verse 28 who, when it comes to power, everyone hides from because of his uh, prideful and arrogant attitude toward others. I've seen this wrong way of rebuking in the church, and I don't even want to repeat what I've heard or how bad it was, at least on one occasion. So there's a wrong way to address sin in God's people. The first wrong way is doing nothing, right? The second wrong way is what we just said, and that is um, being arrogant and unloving in our rebuking, even prideful. And thirdly, I've seen what Solomon says in verse 23, and that is, um, instead of flattering someone who's walking in sin, rebuking them with a heart of humility. And then, in turn, those who receive your loving rebuke, their eyes will be open to see how sin brings destruction and does not glorify God, while Jesus brings true satisfaction. And those who turn away from rejoicing in sin to delighting in Jesus as the greatest treasure in the universe, (laughs) they will look to the one who rebuked them as one who reminded them of the great treasure of Jesus. And they will look upon you with favor. Father God, thank you for your word today. These words of Solomon. As we reflect on all the the ways of wickedness and um, how they bring bitterness and fear and hatred and in the end death, and then separation from God for eternity. While um, those who trust in the Lord um, are delivered, those who walk in wisdom, those who love Jesus and delight in his word. And Lord, just help us to not have apathy toward others who are walking in wickedness and sin and being led astray, being tricked and uh, led to destruction. Help us to love them and share the good news of Jesus. Father, please give us boldness and clarity and love to share your gospel today. In Jesus' name, amen.